Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's happening everyone? I am your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to the All In, All Out podcast. I pray that every one of you who's listening to the sound of my voice right now is having a blessed day and a blessed work week, and whatever time it may be, morning time, afternoon time, evening time, or the night time. I'm grateful and appreciative for every single one of you taking the time, taking the time of your day to listen to what I got to say. With that being said, let me not stall any longer and get the show popping. All right. Being as it's Pride Month, being as the LGBT etc, etc, community is out there advertising, having the parades, having the products all in from animal stores to Target and other retail stores. And one of the propagandas that is promoted not only in the United States of America, not only in Canada, but in other countries as well. And one of those propagandas is the love is love statement. And that's what I will be discussing today. And here is the big question. What is love? That right there is the question. Let me play that again. What is love? What is love? Throughout my life, I'll tell you, I've seen many people oversaturate that word. They use it loosely without even knowing let alone the understanding of what love is. And many people use the word love without really having the knowledge or the background of the meaning of the word love. And there's only one definition of love. You see, in today's generation, and many of you know this already, we like to, I'm not even going to say we, many people out there attempt or try to define a word by using the same word. If any of you have ever watched the What is a Woman documentary, when the question is asked, what is a woman? Some people answer, a woman is someone who says they're a woman. And it's the same circular definition that people use when it comes to love. Love is love. Even at one of the animal stores, they have products 
And they have that same statement, love is love. That is a bunch of buffoonery. You cannot. I mean, technically, yes. But in all reality, you cannot define a word with a word. A word always comes from something. Always comes from a foundation. Always comes from a source. And I'm going to discuss that source today. But before we get into where that source is coming from, and many of you already have that idea already, let's see what the world defines love as. I'll be reading from the Merriam-Webster 1828 Dictionary. First one, first definition. Strong affection for another arising out of kingship or personal ties. Example, maternal love for a child. All right. Number two, attraction based on sexual desire, affection, and tenderness felt by lovers. And see, even that definition right there is incorrect. When it comes to sexual desires, that is not love. That is lust. That is straight lust. Because in the scriptures, I believe in the book of Proverbs, it reads, and I'm paraphrasing, that a woman's beauty is in vain, but her desire for God is everlasting. Actually, I'll go there real quick. Because I don't want to mess up the word of God. I don't want to add or subtract anything according to the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. See, I take the word of God seriously. And I don't ever want to miss out on any word or statement that is in the scriptures because just that little word or that little statement could change the course of someone's idea when it comes to the holy scriptures. So here it is, Proverbs 31 and 30. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. You see? That's why it's important. Go back to the scriptures. I was saying everlasting. And the word everlasting wasn't even in there. I would have been at it. Well, I was at it. So again, even right there, beauty is in vain. Beauty is looks. But even God said, a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And that definition, attraction based on sexual desire, Affection and tenderness felt by lovers. That is lust, ladies and gentlemen. That is not love. And the last definition I'll read. Affection based on admiration, benevolence, or common interests. All right. Now. Let's go to the Bible. The primary source for all knowledge, you know, in the book of Hosea, I believe it's in chapter 6, 
where God said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You see, when you're not knowledgeable of of these things, and you go strictly based on worldly indoctrination, and you don't go to the word of God, which is life, which Paul said in Philippians, then you'll perish. You'll be led astray. You won't succeed in the ways of the Lord as you should be. And that's why the Lord has placed on my heart to discuss this today. Because love, I believe, has has been oversaturated. We, we've made statements. I've made statements in the past where I've said, for example, I love a, my car. And that's a materialistic thing. I like the car, but I don't love the car. Because when it comes to love, you love God and you love things according to God. Now, if you're in the scriptures, if you have a Bible, go to me in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I'm going to start at, hallelujah, chapter 13, and I'll start at verse 4. Charity. Now, if you have other translations... Personally, I primarily use the King James Version because that's the closest translation to the original ancient manuscripts that were written in Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. But I also have a NASB 95 edition of the scriptures. And... That's essentially a modern version of the King James version. And the reason I bring that up because in the King James translation, you have the word charity. and many other translations, you have the word love. Now, some may ask, okay, why does the King James have charity and other translations have love? Well, charity comes from the Greek word Greek word agape, which is a selfless type of love, a brotherly type of love, a sisterly type of love. The type of love, again, within the word charity, where you want to give specifically because it's on your heart to give and you don't want anything back. You're not expecting anything in return. You're not potentially putting yourself in a position to be an Indian giver. Some of you may know what that means. It's strictly the type of love that you just want to give and give and give, but you don't ever want to expect anything in return. Uh, For example, at my current job, whenever a certain colleague of mine are closing this individual doesn't have a vehicle, and the individual is only, only lives one city away, one town away, and I choose to offer 
this person rides. Because I know at one point, when I didn't have a vehicle, I would be asking people for rides consistently. And it's something that I can do. It's something that I'm able to do. And it's something that I want to do out of the abundance of my heart. So that is where charity comes from. The, high, higher, the highest form of love. The type of love that you want to give, but don't want to give, get anything back. All right. Starting at verse, verse 4. Charity suffers, suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. So let me break that down real quick. Charity suffer, suffer, suffereth long. That's long-suffering. That means, for example, you're in a situation at your job. I was in this type of predicament. And while you're working with those certain people, the people of the world, while you're in that environment, you're still going to show them love. You're still going to do charity, so on and so forth. And it's kind. That speaks for itself. Charity, envy of not. You're not jealous. You're not trying to be spiteful. Charity vaunted not itself. Is not puffed up. Charity, when you're walking in love, you're not arrogant. You're not being braggadocious. Verse 5. Doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Think, thinketh not evil. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. See, truth is love. Love is truth. Beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things. Endureth all things. Charity never faileth. Love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. And we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. So that right there, those scriptures are giving you the description for the characteristics of love. So if you see anyone in the world who is not long-suffering, who is not kind, who, is, who doesn't envy, who is not bolsterous, who does unseemly things, who is not easily provoked, and doesn't think evil, they're not walking in love. Now, let's go to 
the pure and the real definition of love. Follow me to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7. And these verses, and I'm going to read all the way down. I want to take my time with this episode and really break down what love is and how to show love. How do you know when you have love? How do you know even if you love yourself? How do you even know that? What is your standard of love? Where do you get love from? How do you know your version of love is truly love? Or is it lust? Instead of love, do you actually mean like? And I believe that that's one of the biggest confusions out there. The distinction between liking someone and loving someone. I remember when I was younger, and I would tell my mom, I don't like this person. This person is a wacko. And my mom would tell me, Ryan, you can't say that. You got to love everybody. Wait a minute. I didn't say I didn't love him. I just said I didn't like the individual. So one day, when there was a, a men's meeting gathering at the old place, <laughs> that the answer was given by a, a person that I looked up to. And the person said, I apologize. By the way, I apologize for being very vague. I want to be careful on what I say about certain organization and certain people. This individual said, you don't have to like anyone because the scripture never say like thy neighbor, but love thy neighbor. But let me get back to the scripture. 1 John chapter 4. And I'll start at verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is is love. Well, there you go. There you go. That's your answer right there. God is love. Praise the mighty name. You know, if people just go to the scriptures and really humble themselves, the answer is right there. We want to have all of these worldly definitions. And I'm not to say all of them are wrong. 
But when it comes to something, a word that is used perversely, used by the alphabet community, you must realign ourselves back to the word of God. Because when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, the word of God is the truth. Jesus Christ, God Almighty, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the way, the truth, and the life. He got your answer. That's why when the prophet Isaiah prophesied about the Messiah coming, he called him counselor because Jesus Christ can counsel you and is willing to counsel, hallelujah, he's willing to counsel you in your time of need, in your time when you're down and out, where you don't know where to go, left or right. Jesus Christ can be your teacher, but only if you're willing to be his student. Let me continue. Let me read that again. Verse 8. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. So anyone that don't know God, don't know what love is. You can't not know. You can't. Oh, man. So good. You can't say that you love somebody. If you don't even know God, even if if you don't have a relationship with God, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God that prepared a body and then went in that body, home about Jesus, and died for our sins, rose on the third day. If you don't know that God, you don't know what love is. Because in the scriptures, it reads, God is love. And in the next verses, it's going to show you how he manifested his love. Verse 9. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world. That we might live through him. That's a call back to John 3, 16. Verse 10. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. God being that example, if God loved us so much that he sent Jesus Christ down, I think 42 generations, if I remember correctly, come, coming from the root of David, for mankind to reconcile the world back to God. How, who are we 
not to treat people the same way that God treated us. To bring a new covenant while fulfilling the law. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit, and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. Again, telling you, telling us, he is love. He's the epitome in love of love. And how did he show it? Through grace and truth. For by grace, for by grace we are saved through faith. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Again, he that dwells in love. If you're dwelling in love, you're dwelling in God. And that means God, the Holy Spirit, is working in you. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. The judgment seat of Christ. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear has torment. See, when there's fear, there's torment. Nightmares. Sleep paralysis. I remember when I was younger, there'd be many moments where I couldn't move. Because I'd be tormented. There were moments where I couldn't even open my mouth. And the little opening that I had, I called out the name of Jesus Christ. As Christ said, you will cast out devils in my name. Hallelujah. And that's what I did. I called out the name of Jesus Christ. And glory be to God Almighty. I was free from those nightmares, those sleep paralysis. No longer bound to any of that darkness. And that's what fear brings. I talked about fear long ago in one of my early episodes. And I, if I remember correctly, one of the things that I mentioned was that fear is of the devil. Not to say that fear won't show up. But if you allow fear to control your life, you will not succeed. And you will be stumped in your growth as an individual. I remember at my job, one of my colleagues was coughing constantly. 
constantly. And one of my colleagues, other colleagues, stated that she was having anxiety because of that fear of the, the COVID, of getting COVID. When you have God working in your life, when Jesus Christ, God Almighty, is your Lord and Savior, and you truly believe that you can cast your cares upon him, you will not have anxiety. Let me make this, and let me say this. You will not allow anxiety to control you. You will not allow fear to grip you. What will happen? Because you will always have the love of God with you. And you know that God's going to protect you no matter what. When I was sent home that first time while working at that wireless company, God told me, going down I-95 North, God told me, don't worry, Ryan, I got you. Just keep doing what you're doing. And in that moment, I felt the love of God in my heart. And I knew I had nothing to worry about. I had no fear whatsoever, no anxiety whatsoever, because I knew God loved me, and I loved the Lord. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that hath, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. There you go. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this commandment, we from him, that he who loveth God, love also his brother. Hallelujah to the Lord. And I and let me, matter of fact, let me go to verse five. Excuse me, chapter five. Let me read down. Because this is a commandment right here to love God. Once you have the knowledge of God, you accept God into your life. You make Jesus Christ, the Lord of your life. You believe that he rose on the third day. And you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Here's what God said to do. Chapter 5, verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begot loveth him, also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God and we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God and we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son 
of God. Man, and God's telling us to keep his commandments. Because when we love God, that's what we'll do. Because, and again, in verse 3, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. Hallelujah. But there you have it, folks. There's your answer. God is love. If you go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, those will give you the characteristics of love. So if you see, if you, when you read that and you see people out there doing the opposite, you know love is not in their heart. Man, I, I saw a video one time. <laughs> actually more recently where this guy was interviewing this other guy who was at a, a pride parade and the guy had asked him now what's the message you want to send out here today and he gave the spiel love is love treat people equally be tolerant etc etc and then the next question the guy asked was, how do you feel about Donald Trump? And, and it was an immediate F you. You see, that's another thing about that community. Man, it's such big hypocrites. Hypocrisy all over the area. Because they tell you love is love. They tell you be tolerant. But yet, when you bring an opinion, and this isn't everyone, but for the majority, they tell you to be tolerant. They tell you to just accept who they are. But when you bring doctrine that's opposed to their lifestyle, their own false and wicked beliefs, I will say, they have a problem with that. They want you to go away. They want to rebel. They want to cause harm, verbally or physically. Because as the scriptures say, that God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Therefore, when you preach the word, teach the word, strictly as it is written, as God ordained it, it will pierce your heart. It will pierce you to the point where you want to rebel. I heard a testimony and, and that the name of Jesus Christ is that powerful. I heard a testimony a while back that this group of people were tied up in a chair in the middle of the living room being robbed. And a person was calling on the name of Lord Jesus. And one of the robbers were saying, stop calling on that name. Because while the person was calling on that name, the weapon that was in the hand, their hand started to get weak because the name of Christ and his word is that powerful. So here's... My last message to, message to all of you. 
preach the word, share the word, share the gospel, and show you believers out there, show people what love is really all about. Not lust, not perversion, not any form of worldly love that's out there. Show them the God type of love, the charity, the agape, the first John 4 type of love, the first Corinthians 13 type of love. The only type of love there is, and that's the love of God. The, the type of love where God loved us so much that he gave, he gave, he gifted us. Handed it to us. Didn't have to do it. He gave us. Gifted us. Handed us. Jesus Christ. So that we may have everlasting life. And that we not perish. That. Ladies and gentlemen. Is true love. I thank all of you for joining today's show. I hope you learned something new. I pray and hope that this episode touches your heart. I pray that you got something for this episode. And again, that you learned something new. You can follow me on all of my social media platforms. They'll be in the description below. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed and stay well balanced. Thank you. Peace!